Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th to the 20th of July. It's the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. The next muso that I'm welcoming onto the show is Sam Madden, a.k.a. Absolute Bass Guitar Wizard, formerly known as Velda. He also has a gig tomorrow night at the Stag to celebrate the release of some new tunes, so it's my absolute pleasure to welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show, Velda. How are you going? Yeah, good. Woo. How are you? <laughs> so good. Thanks for joining me today. So when did you start learning bass and how has your style evolved over the years? Oh, um, so year seven um, for my birthday, I got a bass guitar and that's because... In primary school, I was obsessed with the second Gorillaz album. Oh, yeah. And the film clip for Feel Good Inc. had, mm. like, the, the cartoon character Murdoch playing, like, a flying V-bass, which there's, like, two in the world. They don't exist, but I was just obsessed. And then eventually um, I ended up getting one, luckily. So the earliest influences for you would be, like, Gorillaz. Who else? Yeah. Um, my dad played, like, a lot of, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. which, you know, like, Flea's pretty, like, intense on bass, so... I was getting fed a lot of that. And then <laughs> my mom played a lot of, like, Sesame Street music okay. around my house. Which I think, like, some of the, like, W reggae stuff had really intense bass lines. Mm. So in hindsight, going back, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, they're really melodic and really busy. Mm. And, I mean, that's a very good way to describe the music that you play today <laughs> is very melodic and very, very busy. Yeah. So... Now, who do you draw from for inspiration? Yeah, um, well, I finished a music jury at, um, like, the University of Newcastle. So during that time, I was, like, transcribing, like, a lot of jazz solos and, like, I guess Thundercat hadn't blown up yet, but he'd just been on the Kendrick album. So, like, stealing chords, you know, and, like, shapes from him. And then, like, uh, Square Pusher was doing similar stuff in the 90s. So, like... I was just trying to go for, like, the most advanced, like, bass stuff you could do, basically, and trying mm-hmm. to, um, like, incorporate it into, like, more straight-ahead music. Like, Thundercat's really good with that, where live he'll solo for 20 minutes, but, like, you put on his song and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good song. So trying to, like, uh, incorporate that into my own music <laughs> and just, like, not solo for half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> so where did the name Veldar come from and uh, what does it mean to you? <laughs> um... Lol. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> You're about to be outed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on here? Um, so in high school, we had like a computer lab that was meant for um, like students who was like, because like, I went to Curry High. Mm. We, um, you know, pretty low socioeconomically. So like we had a room that was meant to like do our assignments and we could get help for it. And then me and my friends, we all just started like playing Halo because all the computers were connected together. And as long as they weren't kids doing their assessments, they weren't really fast. Mm-hmm. And Velda was like my name in like high school, like that I used to game with. <laughs> and then I was talking to like one of my friends from high school, like I'm gonna release music as Velda. It'll be like so funny. And he was like, dude, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Was there any inspiration behind choosing that name originally? Uh, I think like there was a game we were playing. It was 
based off like the Warhammer figurines. Mm. And there's a race in there called um, the Dark Eldar. So like Dark Eldar, Veldar, I think I just like chopped some letters up and quickly changed the front one. So it wasn't yeah. too obvious, but like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's really cool. Thank you. And very memorable too. Yeah. Um, my old band was called Deplaza and we had a Z in it. Mm. So I felt like this, you know, new thing needs a V in it. Yeah. Just going for like, you need one odd letter that isn't very common. Yeah, yeah. Going through the alphabet. Exactly. Next will be what? Y? Oh, God. <laughs> no, Veldar's going to stick. I'll get back to you with a Y one. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a new single coming out next Thursday called Cold But Close. Mm. Can you tell us? Sorry. Cold but close. Yes. Not close. No, Silly cold bugger. but close. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll re- rename it really quick. No, don't, don't, don't. So can you tell us a little bit about that song? Yeah. Um, so obviously, like, we all went through a global pandemic. And this was, like, a song that I was going to release just before. I think I had, like, a pretty rough version of it. It was definitely, like, shorter than it ended up being. Um, but I was trying to mix, like... I guess that sort of like rave um, sound, like in the chorus, all the chords are the same chord, right? They're just like shifted around, which was really big in like 90s rave culture. Mm. Um, So that was like the sort of vibe I was going for, I guess. But then lyrically, I wanted to sort of touch about my relationship with my partner. Like I think we'd been together for four years at that point. We have two kids and like we love each other, but like having two kids is huge. (laughs) It's just like a lot of effort. And that sort of thing is like, we love each other, but, like, it's work sometimes. Yeah. Just trying to do everything and then having that, like, you know, it's the end of the day and it's like, I want to spend time with you, but, like, we're just both, you know, exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess cold but close, right, mm. is, like, we're just emotionally, you know, done for the day, but it's, like, still love you and, like, we're still very close emotionally. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, that's such a universal theme. And, I mean, now that you've explained it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I do that every single day, you know. It's hard to keep up and especially, you know, with social media and stuff, it's kind of you're in the same room or you're even in the same bed yeah. and you're on completely different planes of existence because you're just like trying to zone out after, you know, huge days. My partner loves TikTok. So they were like, I, th- I think when I was writing the song, there were a lot of times where we'd be laying in bed and I'd like be like holding a hand and she'd just be like, you know, doing the doom scroll on TikTok. And I was like, <laughs> what a, what an interesting, like, way to just end the day, mm. you know? And, like, I do the same thing with, like, nerdy base gear sites. So, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's not just her being on TikTok. Like, I'm just as bad. But, yeah, it's that thing of, like, I have no energy, mm. but I must do something for myself. Yeah. So you've got a show tomorrow night at the Stag and Hunter Hotel. Can you tell us about who else is in the band and also what can we expect from the show tomorrow night? Yeah, so the band is um, my computers and me. So no one else. <laughs> it's just no, you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. I have just, like I use Ableton Live mm. and I just had this stupid Ableton setup that takes like five minutes to load. Um, and I, yeah, not to get like... <laughs> To, to to inside of it but I've like sort of taken every track that I have and like made it so it's like eight lanes of audio and you can just trigger different like sections okay yeah so the idea is like I can play any part um that was in the song and I'll just like mute that bit and like play something or improvise where that bit was you know and like because I 
It was that jazz thing at uni, right, where you can just improvise and, like, change arrangements on the fly. Mm. And even though the music's, like, obviously aesthetically electronic, I don't think I could have a project and have it not be, like, well, what do I want to do right now? Like, mm-hmm. and I need to be able to do that thing right there. Like, it's very maximalist. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just me sort of, like, singing and playing bass and improvising. And so how how do the triggers work? Is that... Like you go over to the laptop and touch it or do you have it worked out through your bass and your pedals? Or? Um, it's a bit of both. Um, like the song structure, I have like one of those Ableton pushes mm-hmm. and um, they have like at the end of like a section, it can go to the next section and sometimes it like repeats if it's like um, a part that makes sense to repeat. A lot of it's very like um, I'm sort of choosing what to do in the moment. Like, <laughs> Hugh Jones um, from Newcastle, he's always like, dude, you're doing too much. I'm like, no, it's, it's the right amount of stuff. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm so intrigued. I can't think of anyone else who's doing something like that right now. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Maybe not yeah. in Newcastle because it's pretty, like, it's pretty niche and nerdy. Mm. But, it, like, it's cool because then it's that thing of, like, I feel like I can show up and do sort of different gigs with, like, if I was supporting people, I could change my song structure to suit the vibe. Yeah. You know, if I did get booked, like, you know, for a jazz festival or something, it could have really long arrangements. I could slowly bring things in. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm, like, doing, like, a pop show, you know, I can just be like, boom, 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 song's done, next song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so true. Other than the audio triggers that are in the show, you also mm-hmm. have some visual elements going on. Yeah. What's happening there? <laughs> Um, yeah, the whole show, the audio is running off a computer and then I have like another computer that's doing visuals. Um, and it's basically being babysat by the other one. So if I'm like triggering a chorus, it'll tell the computer like, (laughs) okay, it's time to do one of seven things, but the visual computer gets to pick. So, uh, what's an example? A very concrete example. When I finish an earlier song called Fission Mailed, Mm -hmm. it has the option to, um, play a video track from a specific point, play a second video track from a specific point, or it will turn my like laptop um, like webcam on and show me <laughs> playing bass as there's the projector behind me showing the visual of me playing bass that you're seeing at a live show. And then on top of all those three sources, there's like maybe 20 different visual effects that are tempo based mm-hmm. that will randomly trigger based on like that computer wanting to do it or not. So ideally, if you saw me a bunch of times live, it should look different every time. Yeah, that is crazy. (laughs) That is so insane. I love that. So it's a probability thing. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's, you know, it's funny because everyone at the moment is like, oh, my God, AI is so crazy. And it's like Mm. it's just picking between like a zero and one. Yeah. Like you just train them to make better decisions. Where with my thing, I'm just like, you do whatever you want, buddy. I won't be able to see it. I'll be playing bass. Oh, my goodness. So speaking of the Stag and Hunter mm. Hotel, you're a key component of the uh, house band called Stag Temple Pilots for the 90s jam night, which happens each Monday called Temple of the Stag. And now this night's just getting bigger and bigger. And um, the community around it is really collecting there, which is a really cool thing to see. So what's that experience been like for you so far? Yeah. Um, so I sort of got asked, I was doing like a just a, a corporate thing and Emily was like, oh, do you think you could like play bass for these grunge songs? And I was like, that's what I learned in high school. Like, I'm good, let's do it. Um, 
yeah, it's just been like awesome because I was really sort of falling out of love with guitar music. Mm. Like Veldar is mostly electronic, even though all the sounds are from a bass. But like, I was really moving away from guitars. I'd been around it all throughout high school, and most of the bands I was doing at uni were guitar based. Yeah, I don't know. Like Emily's just so enthusiastic, isn't she? She just has this like all-encompassing passion for it. Yeah. And then after I did the first one, and she was like, "You can, you can improvise. Like, you, you know, you can do your stuff." And then I started bringing things in, and she was like, "Oh, cool! Do it again. I'm gonna film it." Like, <laughs> it was really awesome to have someone like leading that sort of setup and just being like super stoked on what I was doing mm. instead of some people who are like, "Yeah, that's cool, but can you just play the song yeah, the way it was recorded?" Totally. Which is like, you know, fine. It's just an aesthetic thing, but. Mm. It's nice as a player to be told, like, what you're doing is good and you can do it. It's fine. Yeah. And especially, I mean, you know, it's in the title of the night. It's a jam night. Yeah. Sometimes it's awesome to do things as they were meant to be. But it's also great to be able to stretch things and rearrange them and play with them. Yeah. I think um, that's sort of like the cool part about it because different singers will get up and, you know, you'll like feel the vibe out Mm. because some of them are like, if you go off course, they get a bit like, I don't know, champ. But yeah. then other people are like, dude, just go for it. Just like, let me know when I need to sing again. And so, yeah, we've had nights where it's just like, Emily does a solo for like 40 seconds. And then like Matt Simmons will do a fo- solo for 40 seconds. And then they'll be like, oh, Sam, you do something. I'm like, okay. And then I'll just make the bass sound like a dying computer for like 40 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That's so cool. So when you said that you brought things in to the jam night, mm. are you talking about your pedals? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really conservative the first night. I was like, it's just distortion. It's just a big distortion pedal. Yeah. And then Emily started asking questions and I was like, yeah, you know, I can do this thing. And she was like, whoa, just do that all the time. <laughs> so what are three pedals that you couldn't live without ooh, for the bass? Ooh. Mm. Can I go general or do, do I go for Veldar stuff? That's the question. Mm, I reckon go Veldar. Oh, okay. Well, well, well. Um, there's, I have a thing called a Euro Bureau, mm-hmm. which, you know, sounds like a cool 60s comic. Like, but um, it basically just does everything. And I have, um, I have that on the grunge nights doing like a, a really quick loop thing. So if I play like, I can go like, and then I have like a little uh, expression pedal hooked up to it to speed it up. So it goes like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. So it's... just like Bonnie's reaction then. She's like, oh, yes. I see no, the insanity. <laughs> no, no, but I've seen you use it before. And um, I'm, I'm always really interested because the sounds that you create through your bass guitar and your pedals, I've never seen created before or never heard them be created in such a way. So it's really interesting. You make a bass not sound like a bass, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, I think just like, you know, I've been playing bass for like 11 years at this point, I think. Because, yeah, I started taking it. Well, I started playing in year seven and I've been out of uni for like two years. So, you know, you get to this point where it's like you're a bit sick of just the general sound of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I can learn another instrument or I'm actually decent at this one. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could just make this one sound different. Um you know, and it's been really um, interesting, like, building it up over the years. Because in high school, uh, I was trying to start a metal band. We didn't have a guitar player. <laughs> yep. So my drummer was like, why don't you just distort the bass? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you can make it sound different. That's yeah. crazy. 
And then that sort of opened a rabbit hole of like, like early Metallica has like wah on the bass. So I was like, mm-hmm. cool, that's two effects you're now allowed to have. Yep. And then you listen to the cure and you're like, oh, there's chorus on the bass. Wow. And then, you know, you start getting into like that weird sort of more spacey 90s stuff. And you're like, oh, there's choruses and delays. Mm-hmm. And then if you turn all, all the stuff on at the same time, it sounds like its own thing. Yeah. And then you just fall down that rabbit hole and you'll end up with me. <laughs> but it's cool that it started out so basic. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like I wasn't buying pedals when I was like uh, 13 to be like, I'd like effects pedals. It mm. was really just like, you know, I have this sound, but I need it to sound like a metal thing. So I need some distortion. Like it was just super um, like practical. Yeah. And then it's only now sort of having all this stuff. And it's like I'm not still not buying stuff just for the sake of buying it. It's all normally like I want to sound like this like 80s synthesizer. So like. What are the parts that make up a synthesizer and how do we get like, you know, a bass string to go through the steps to end up with that sound? Mm. So what are the other two pedals? Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. Um, A bass whammy pedal. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun because like you can do like octave stuff so you can make it sound like a, like, you know how those Rage Against the Machine solos, it starts to sound like a DJ scratch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I I do that on bass, you know, because it's, it's cool and fun. Um, and then I guess, yeah, probably just like a distortion pedal because I am playing a lot of like, you know, crunch at this jam. Mm. So I probably couldn't get away with it there. And even in the Veldar stuff too, if you distort like a synth octave thing, you get like way closer to a synth sound than just like not using one. Yeah, but I mean, my pedal board's pretty big. <laughs> it's, like, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. Pretty big's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. I don't take it out to weddings though. Yeah. You know, bummer. I, I, yeah. Well... <laughs> I feel like that'd be rude, wouldn't it? <laughs> if people are about to get married and they just hear a helicopter going past. I'm like, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Press the wrong button, Oops. guys. <laughs> I mean, surely there'd be couples out there that are like waiting for that to be pulled out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you can find my contact details at yes. the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And uh, best of luck with the brand new release. It's out next Thursday, Cold But Close. And tomorrow night at the Stag and Hunter Hotel. Uh, Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.